A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples. O Heavenly Father, help us to testify that we are your disciples through serving others. Lord, come and tell us what you want us to know. Come and Lord, help us to love the way you want us to love our friends, our families, and the way you want to love you, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, I hope you know me, Simahoro Ernest. In our culture, every name has a meaning. Mahoro means peace. Ernest means, to your language, brave, someone courageous. But I don't think my father knew the real meaning of Ernest. For him, his concern was Mahoro, peace. And uh, that's how, I, when I was a child, I couldn't understand the meaning of my, my name. Because just was my name. All people, if you go to my home and you say, this is Ernest, nobody will know me. If you say Mahoro, everybody will know me. Because Mahoro is a, was a special name that time. Was I was named that. My father was in time of transition between the war and the time of peace. So my elder sister was called Nira Mahoro. Nira is a feminine name. And Mahoro, just as a way of celebrating the time for peace. During the genocide, we are talking about peace and love. And the, what was surprising to many people is to, to go to what you called friend. He said, I don't know you. That was the real answer. Then when he said, why? He said, because if you stay here, the whole my family will be killed with you. So it's better to go and die somewhere else. That was the best friend. Now today we are celebrating the ministry of love. That is today, that's what I want to talk about it. I am wondering how Jesus was feeling that time when he knew he was sitting with someone who's going to betray him. And he was ready to wash the feet. He was ready to celebrate, to have food together. That time, during our genocide, we, we didn't need the food. We need a place where you can feel someone who can tell you, I love you. That's all. In this culture, I like that word, uses this word very often. Say, I love you, dear, bye. Some people, it is a culture. They say, I love you, because it is a culture. Then they don't understand what the real meaning of that kind of love is, she is talking about. Today, we are celebrating that ministry of love. Today is uh, called Monday, Thursday, or Holy Thursday. 
that is the first day, the day, the first, the first day before Easter, which is known as Holy, Holy Day, Holy First Day. It is the time when the church celebrates the institution or establishment of both the Holy Communion and the ministry of love through serving other people. Christians also remember today the last time that Jesus spent with his disciples before his crucifixion. Monday, Thursday gets the name from that Latin word mandatum, which means commandment, mandate, or order given by Jesus at the Last Supper, to, which is to love one another with meekness by serving one another and remember his sacrifice. I try to find exactly what demand means because we don't have this word, in our, we don't use this word in our church. The dictionary says Monday is the time washing the feet of the poor people or the least of the people among you. That's how the, the dictionary defines the word Monday. <coughs> to wash the feet of the poor people. Uh, when you go to my culture, when you are poor, you have less value. When you go to the wedding, there are Seats special for poor people, middle class people, and rich people. When the seats are few, we don't have enough chairs, seats, the poor don't, don't have where to sit. Now this day, we are celebrating the time where we have to wash those poor people. Uh, it is hard. Uh, sometimes I get frustrated when I'm going to talk this, I might crash with the culture, but I'm trying to, to talk about God, the pure love from God. In this chapter, John chapter 13 verse, uh, the last two verses, they said, this is a new commandment, to love one another. Through this love, other people will know that we are Jesus' disciples. Without, without this love, other people will don't know exactly who we are. Who are you? Why are you coming to church? That is my question. That's what I'm trying to answer. In this chapter is presented as a prologue which offers an opening statement about this coming glorification issues his new commandments and the expectation expected response of his followers of Christians at his intimate gathering with his disciples after washing their feet Jesus gave his final instruction to, to the children of God, the people of new covenant, Christians. Jesus didn't only institute the, the communion, the Eucharist. He didn't just show the love, but he created. He wanted to say, these are the people of new covenant, of the people 
who are ready to enter the kingdom of God. This is the sign. The love here are talking about is just the sign, the identification of the people of God. In his farewell speech, just he introduces this new commandment that serves to define the people of the new covenant. In a few words, his disciples and all Christians are exhorted to make a radical commitment to Jesus and to love one another. Because love is the love of Jesus uh, showed here was the greatest gift we received from him, which is the factor by which the rest of the world will know that we are his disciples. Thus, concerning this love, we are to be a channel. We are here as a channel. Because in our, in our culture, they say, because we don't know how to read, in my, for example, my country, all people, many people, the big part of my people depend on what they hear. They don't know how to read. So, the people who come to church, they are channel. We are the Bibles of the people who don't come to church. If someone doesn't come to church, to know what is written in the Bible, he reads you. That's why I say, you, we are the channel. <laughs> we are the channel, not the pool. We are not a pool. We are not here to take that love and keep it in ourselves. No. We, sh- we are the channel that allows allow this pool to flow through us into each other, instead of, of advertising it for ourselves. So Jesus, when he talks about I, this new covenant, this new commandment, this new words, he wants to say, do the same. He set an example. This is a new covenant, not because the Old Testament was lacking in love, but because love has to be empowered and demonstrated in the way that Jesus manifested it for his disciples by dying and raising for them and for us. It, it is love to be extended to one of the fellow Christian disciples. That is what we need. We don't have to be a pool of love. We need to be a channel of love. In many ways. Uh, Paul, uh, Apostle John tells us that Jesus knew that the time, his time was, uh, was ready had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love by washing his disciples' feet. By performing this lowly foot washing service, Jesus showed the disciples the full extent of his love. When we are kids, when we are children, we used to wash the feet of our parents. Everyone has a day to wash <laughs> the feet of our parents, mom, mom and the dad. 
Then the children, some, because we are nine, we are nine children, we are born, my children and my springs were eight. Then people were, we are complaining. Why are we washing the, hand, the feet of our parents? Then my mother said, I am here to love you, to get what to eat, and to pay me, you have to wash my feet. <laughs> this is the only money you have. This time, Benita is my daughter. She also just cares to see, to, to look, to wash my feet. She wants to touch on my feet. He wants, sometimes she, she brings a cream, she wants to, to do massage because I, I look older to her. That's only one way she can express her love to me. So, in other words, love without action is dead. We need to do something. Because when you say, when, you, when somebody, you talk to some people here, say, oh, I love you, bye. Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yes. The words are good, but you need more action to, to, to testify, to pave that love you are talking about. Because when you are saying goodbye to your grandfather, your grandchildren, at least you kiss them. Remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Jesus, by, by performing this role foot washing service, Jesus showed the disciples the full extent of his love. By doing so, Jesus introduced a logical connection between what he has done and what he expected his disciples to do. However, according to different cultures and the human understanding, like Simon Peter, who denied being washed by his master, what Jesus has done was illogical, irrational, where a superior person serves an inferior. This is the world. If a general comes, all other people have to bow down. And Jesus doing something funny. I am here, I am your teacher, your master, but I want to wash your feet. Simon says, no, you are wrong. Jesus told, you will understand what I am doing now after I leave you. And Jesus said, if I don't wash you, this means we have no connection. You are going away from me. Yeah, that is true. That is the role. That is the purpose of you expressing your love with action. Helen, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to give an example. When I... When I hug, in the morning when I meet her, she hugs me and she kisses me. If she, when she doesn't do it, I say, you are in a hurry or you have any problem. <laughs> yeah, because action means something else. Let's say that. 
So Peter was right, but Jesus uses this act as an example to his body, to the church. He, demo- he demonstrated how believers are to love one another through sacrificial and humble service. Because the divine plan was always to share the love between the Father and the Son with the children of God and ultimately with the world. John 3, 16. That is why Jesus came into this world. To express that love. To help us to understand how we should use this channel to extend this love to other people who don't know Jesus. This kind of love is unconditional love. We, don't, we are not expecting something back from that love. Except the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus gave this new covenant of love. This love is not a feeling, is not, but is an attitude of heart that results in action. That is just an attitude. That is not just, I feel I love somebody. No, it's the attitude you have towards someone. In action. St. Cyril of Alexandria, I don't know if you are familiar with this guy, is a church father, believed that the true love of God should be accompanied by the love of the neighbor. If you really say, I love God, you need to love your neighbor. I want to be very short tonight because the service is wrong, but if you say your neighbor is not your friend, you can remember the Samaritans, what? Parable. Who is your neighbor? That is the neighbor now I'm talking about. Then we go, John, in the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 20, uh, 21, says, Whoever loves his brother loves God. John Chrysostom says, If you cannot find Christ in the beggar at the church door, you will not find him in the chalice. I love this quotation. Some, sometimes just we forget something. We take everything for granted, but we, we are here as a channel. That's what I want to say. We are here as a channel. We are here to imitate the example sent by Jesus Christ. Therefore, a new covenant of Jesus is practicing love that transcends the law. I like this country. When you say something, what does the law say? We should start saying, what does the love of Jesus say? That's what I'm just trying to say that. But it's just practicing something that transcends the law, which is the root of the perfect worship of God. I consulted one exegetical commentary in my, at, at the seminary. He said, a new covenant is not a command, is not an order. No, it is a promise of witness. And this witness is not only for all people, but also to signify the identity of the disciples. 
In other words, this is a new identity of God's people. Jesus showed his love by accepting death on the cross in order to save us and give us a new identity. He even loved his enemies, such as Judas, who was ready to betray him. Therefore, he called us today to wash the feet of the least people around us. Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, he said, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. To show the love to those who don't appear to deserve it. We need, that is the true love. The people who are born like that, you don't, they, don't, they are not deserved to be loved. Here, I remember, I, I told my wife, say, if, no, if you didn't, you cannot feel the power of love if you have never, ever, ever in your life experienced the, hatred, the real hatred. If you have ever, if you have, you know, you have not ever experienced the real hatred, you cannot feel the power of love. When I was young, when I was like 17 or 18, I went to the big city, Kigali, in North Kigali, and I went to buy soda. The lady looked at, looked at me. She felt she, I was not deserved to buy soda from her. She didn't tell me, I don't want your money. Just, she, I put money there. I waited after when I, I started, I put my money and go. Then when I went home, I asked my, my parents, why did this lady refuse my money? Because he, she looked at you and she found your face was ugly. Yeah. Because I, that time, I'm sorry, I looked like Tutsi and perhaps she was a Hutu. So, I think you need to feel that way. When you don't know exactly where you go, you are in your same country, you are speaking the same language, but still, there is a barrier, there is a wall. There is a pool of hatred you can swim in there. So for us, we need to build that channel of love to those who don't deserve it. That's what I meant. I have used many examples tonight. So, <laughs> Jesus loved us while we are still sinners. This kind of love should be at the center of Christian life and church mission to the extent of washing the feet of enemies. If we truly love God, we are able to love our neighbor regardless of our differences. Thus, as we celebrate our Monday Thursday, the Holy Thursday, the main question is, are we accepting Christ's new command to love 
others, such as enemies, our friends, our political opponents, our, the beggars at the door, our door, especially those who do not deserve the, our love. Many scholars, <laughs> including me, believe that every type of virtue is fulfilled in love. St. John says, Beloved, in chapter, the first epistle of John, chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, it says, let, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In giving this command, Jesus did something the world has never seen, seen before. He created a new group of people. That group are identified by one thing, love. There are many groups in this world. Some people identify themselves in a number of ways. Skin color, ethnic groups, uniforms, shared interests. Even some people identify by uh, a group like those who abstain from a certain food or drinks, such as meat or alcohol. The ways people categorize themselves are endless in this world. But the church, the channel of this true love, is unique. For the first and the only time in history, Jesus created a group whose identifying factor is love. Skin color doesn't matter. Native language doesn't matter. Our height do not matter. I say I height because here you don't know if someone is short. In my country, when you are short and tall, is a problem. Yeah, it depends where you are. There are no rules about deity or uniforms or wearing fun or the heights of someone. But the church, the followers, the true followers of Christ are identified by their love for one another. So Jesus' statement in John tells us that we should love unconditionally. We should have sacrificial love. We should promote the forgiveness for each other in order to have that true and pure heart. Like Jesus, our love should be holy, characterized by transcendent moral purity because the one we serve and representing this world is holy. By this, all people will know that we are his disciples if we love one another. Matthew chapter 5 says, I like this, this verse in chapter 5, verse, verse 16. It says, Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but understand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before other people, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father 
who is in heaven. That is the real love. We need to put our love in, into action so that we can attract our neighbor, our, we can attract our friends, we can go to the market, express that love, we can go to different fellowship. We have to make sure wherever we will be, we will present the channel of true love, sacrificial love. I really, I do appreciate that if Jesus has created this new identity, we are here to witness, we are here to testify that love. Just don't sit, because the heaven where we are going to is not a heaven of tall people, Americans, Africans, no. That is the, the place for all people who accepted Jesus, who are willing to act according to God's will. And when we reach there, we will speak the same language, perhaps English or Kinyarwanda. We will be there, perhaps we will speak Arabic. I don't know which language we are going to speak. What I'm sure of, we are going to speak the same language, we are going to praise God in the same way, we are not going to put the robes, we are not perhaps going to put suits, I don't know. What we are going to do is to say, we are here, we serve you when we are still in the world's world. We, we, are, we, are, we are able to channel, to spread your love towards the people. These are the people who come here to worship you because you have made us a true channel of your true love in this world. As we remember what Jesus did for us, let us try to exercise the new covenant given by him to his disciples today to us as a church. Through his death on the cross, we not only experience a deep and boundless love of Jesus and a true perfect love, but also a possibility to be made righteous before God. This is only possible for those who have been regenerated, transformed by the Holy Spirit. Unless we are, we are transformed, unless we are changed, we change our mindset, unless we are accepted to be the channel of that true love, unless we are we accept the Holy Spirit as a power, as transforming power. We cannot enter the kingdom of God. We cannot celebrate the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. If we come and join hands together as a family, as a church, together we will make it. I ask Jesus to enable us as a church to love the way he loved us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.